You're listening to Minor Talk On Demand exclusively on 600 ESPN El Paso. Stay up to date with Minor Talk by downloading the free 600 ESPN El Paso mobile app. All right, welcome in. Good evening. Minor Talk is live. Salmonte has made it out to join us here today on the show. UTEP coming off their uh, first game at a conference USA. And we're here to talk about it with you. Our telephone number, 915-505-6009. We're presented by the great people out at the Oscar Adietta Agency. You see the hometown hero um, during every UTEP basketball game, and it's thanks to the Oscar Adietta Agency, the official insurance agent of UTEP basketball. Uh, In fact, you can check out their website right now, OscarAdiettaAgency.com, and check out their different insurance products that they offer, like home insurance, auto insurance. They even have commercial insurance if you're a business owner, and if you're already thinking about 2023 and protecting your loved ones, consider a life insurance plan with the Oscar Adietta Agency. With seven locations across El Paso from the west side to Fabens, trust the great people at the Oscar Arietta Agency here as we continue on Minor Talk. Well, uh, this is an interesting one. Miners get a five-point victory. It felt a lot closer in the end uh, at, with only um, 90 seconds left in this game. The Miners led by almost 10 points. And then La Tech started to inch their way back. They made it almost a one-score game. If they had actually made their free throws down the stretch, the Bulldogs may have tied it, may have even sent this to overtime, uh, may have won the game when it was all said and done. UTEP just could not stop that full-court defense. UTEP could not hit any free throws. They they finished today with another abysmal free-throw shooting day, uh, 15 of 37. Uh, Nonetheless, UTEP still able to win, which might be the biggest part of all this despite the free throw shooting despite you know not necessarily winning in the in the rebounding margin UTEP was able to eke out a victory tonight against La Tech to start things off in conference play yeah and uh it's funny because this is the conference USA opener first time they see uh, Louisiana Tech this year but it felt like you've seen this game before you know yes. what I mean? Especially when it comes to the press and them just not hitting free throws. So I think so far we c- the identity is this is a team who has to win this type of way. The defense is going to be there, but until those other things kind of come into play where they can make their free throws, not turn it over as much, and handle the press well um, – you're going to be full of anxiety within the final five minutes. Yeah, I I went back. I had flashbacks all the way back to the Jim Forbes Classic with Alcorn State. That was a double overtime victory, which featured uh, some, let's say this, questionable play through the final stretch. Uh, There was also the game against Cal State Bakersfield that went to overtime. This game gave me flashbacks to that one where the Miners just could not hit the free throws to win the game. And uh, as a result, that game went into overtime when it should have not gotten to overtime. Yeah. Um, you look at the game, Texas A&M, Corpus Christi, Miners let um, you know the Islanders in that game come back after, after UTEP was up big, and they rallied back in that game, and that was also frustrating. So look, UTEP's winning these games. It's okay. But when they lose a game like this, when they lose the game because of their inabilities to hit free throws, that's where it's going to frustrate fans beyond measures. And we're going to put this as a footnote right here, Sal. This mm-hmm. is the footnote right here. So when UTEP loses that game because of free throws, we can go back to those games in the Jim Forbes Classic and we can go back to this conference opener against La Tech because it was frustrating. Yeah, it's frustrating because as tough as those buckets are to come by and Louisiana Tech has a, has a tough defense that, you know, you got to give them credit for that. 
But when you don't have a defender in your face and you have a, a chance at some free points, not even asking you to be phenomenal, at the very least, 70% would, would be great. But you're looking at a team who game in and game out is just unable to uh, to be efficient from the line. And that has to get better, especially you know when you know late February and March comes around. So that's the ugly. The ugly part of this game is UTEP shooting 40% from the free throw line. Um, as of right now, UTEP is the third worst team in all of college basketball right now in free throw shooting. So just take that into consideration right there. UTEP's one of the worst free throw shooting teams. They are the worst free throw shooting team in Conference USA, and they are now in the bottom five of the entire country when it comes to free throw percentage. Uh, When we're talking about the bad, I still think the 18 turnovers, the way that they just were not able to um, play with more discipline down the stretch, that's where I I start talking about a little bit of the bad with UTEP. They need to clean that up. 18 turnovers at home simply cannot happen. Now let's get to the good. Let's start talking a little bit more positives. Uh, UTEP in this game held Louisiana Tech to shooting in this one under 30% from the field and 16% from three-point land. That's huge. I mean, they gave up double figures in uh, three-point shooting to uh, DePaul last week. Uh, They allowed NMSU to score over uh, 10 threes against them in that blowout victory in Las Cruces. And UTEP avenges themselves from the perimeter. They've got good perimeter defense. They just had to get back to their winning ways. And tonight, we saw that defense look stifling. That's the good right there that I'm taking away from UTEP. And I think that they definitely should be commended for what they did on defense today. Defense is why they won the game. And that's why they're going to win a lot of games. And that's why they've won the games that they've won. It already you know so that's going to be their staple their identity is the defense and you, you know as solid as they played I think it's fair to say that you expect nothing less than the effort that they showed on defense sure. tonight. Yeah, very balanced effort by a lot of players today. Mario McKinney with seven. Shamar, Calvin Solomon both put up six points along with Kevin Kalu. Uh, in this game, you also had Carlos Lemus lighting it up off the bench with eight points. Tay Hardy again leading it with 15 tonight. So a lot of balance across the board for the Miners. A lot of balance when it came to the rebounding. Uh, but again, it just comes down to the free throws. And I know that's exactly what fans are definitely going to want to talk about here on the show with us today. Uh, Our telephone number 915-505-6009 to get into Minor Talk. We're presented by the Oscar Arieta Agency. Let's get the phone line started right. It's Mike from Austin who's joining us to start things off on the show. Our telephone number 915-505-6009. We've got two lines available right now if you'd like to weigh in on the show. Mike, good evening, my friend. What's going on? Hey, gentlemen. Um, First and foremost, uh, you know, happy holidays to you, to you and your family. If we don't talk before then, so I uh, hope you all have a. Hey, very appreciate nice that, Mike. You have a great uh, holiday season as well. Wish the best for you and your family. Uh, we'll be back at it next week for the West Star Sun Bowl Invitational, so we're not going anywhere. But we appreciate the early holiday wishes. What do you think of this game? All right. Um, uh, second is um, you know decent win for the miners. You know, I'm glad that they they pulled it out, especially from the free throw line that. Uh, it's just non-existent. It's comical, yet not funny. Um, but um, I'm sure you all will talk about that later on. Um, the, the thing that I really wanted to call about was three weeks ago, I called and I talked to you all, and you all and the three callers after me jumped on me for talking about Onyema. 
I told you he wasn't a starter then, and he's not a starter today. He freaking scored two points. At least he didn't foul out. But this is exactly what I'm talking about. This guy is he's farcical. He needs to earn his starting position. He needs to know what he needs to do. And I, I, I don't know what to tell you. I mean, no BS. I, I called this out three weeks ago, and you all freaking jumped on me about not <laughs> about he is not what I um, uh, explained that he is. And he is just demonstrating exactly what I said. So, you know, um, hey, pat yourself on the back there, Mike. Hey, I'm telling you, you were right. I I have to say you were right off this one. Um, There's a there's a stretch that Zarek Onyema is going through right now that is that um, he's not necessarily hurting the team. Mike, I want to I want to be frank with you there. He's just not earning that starting role right now as the way that he's playing. Joe Golding even talked about in his postgame press conference saying that, you know, just uh, one rebound today from Zarek Onyema. He's got to be more. More aggressive when it comes to that. And yeah, I understand. He needs to also play a little bit more. Uh, through different stretches, they like to go small today. They went with Calvin Solomon at the five. They went with Kevin Kalu for extended minutes at the five. They gave Kalu uh, a ton of minutes, and he earned those. I mean, Kalu, 6.7 rebounds in this game. I thought he played outstanding. Actually, he finished the game with nine total rebounds and just two turnovers. So I thought Kalu played one of his best games of the year. And Zarek Onyema, since scoring 10 points in the win against Cal State Bakersfield. He scored five against Texas A&M Corpus Christi, scored two points against uh, NMSU, scored uh, uh, four points against DePaul. And, uh, yeah, I mean, we, we're used to seeing Zarek Onyema the way that he started off the year, which, again, 10 points against Texas, 13 points against NMSU, 11 against Sol Ross, 9 against Alcorn, and 10 against Cal State Bakersfield. Just not the same Onyema during the stretch right here. I believe he could turn the corner. I, I'm not too worried right here. But, hey, Mike, um, I got a level with you here. You called it, and maybe you, you just sub in Kalu as the starter right now, see what uh, Onyema could bring off the bench, and then just kind of go from there. But uh, good good stuff, Mike. Really appreciate the phone call, my friend. And uh, we're going to keep things moving here on the show. Our telephone number, 915-505-6009. That's our telephone number to get into the program. Um, Let's go to Twitter right now. 600 ESPN El Paso on Twitter. Speaking of Onyema, Kingsley Onyema tweets the show, Miners played great defense. We just need to get better in our passing down low to our big men and also improve our free throws. All I need for Christmas is free throw perfection by the Miners. Hashtag Miner Talk. Hashtag Picks Up. Hashtag Rise Up 915. Uh, how about that? From, uh, From Kingsley. You know, Kingsley wants the uh, – he wants Santa's wish – from Santa, he wants uh, the, the the free throws made for you, Tep. How about that? So. You, you know what? I wouldn't even be. Um, I, I think perfection may be uh, you know a little bit too too generous. Just just average. Yeah, just <laughs> just uh, maybe like seventy percent instead of forty. You know that something like that. Yeah, right? I mean, I'll take sixty at this point. No, I'm, I'm being sarcastic, but no, I mean s- seriously. When it comes to these free throws, they can help them out. Uh, but 
I guess the good thing for the Miners, I guess if we want to put it this way, is that they were in control in the final couple minutes. All they had to do was literally not allow La Tech to outscore them in certain stretches, which almost happened and did happen in some spots. But they were able to, um, you know, to seal the deal when it mattered the most. It's just how many, you know, they say, I'll, I'll use this analogy, when one door closes, another opens. How many doors are in this house? Yes. Good point. <laughs> Get out of the damn house. Hey, you know what I was thinking in my head? Um, if things ever go south like that again, Joe Golding should be able to like take a timeout, invite a fan on the court, and have the fan shoot a free throw in place of whoever was fouled, okay? So like, let's say uh, Mario McKinney was fouled. He goes to the line, and it's like Golding will sub out Mario McKinney and sub in the fan to shoot those free throws for just uh, w- that one possession, and he'll sub uh, Mario McKinney right back in. But it was, it was getting to that point, Sal, where I was thinking to myself, some of the fans in the in the arena could hit a free throw at a higher clip than some of these players right now. And I was just picking on McKinney right there, who uh, in this game, I thought he he was very good. I, in fact, he was just 0 for 2 today from the free throw line. But I thought he was uh, more well-rounded and something that yeah. we asked for Mario McKinney to be. But I, I just felt like no one can make the free throws down the stretch. Sal was like fighting tooth and nail to win this game. It, it, yeah, and even then, too, like for La Tech in the final stretch, they missed some as well. And you, you look at it, it's like, who wants to win this game at some point? Um, but but another part, though, to your point about Mario McKinney, um, shout out to, uh, to him for getting the start as well. Yes. And as potent as he can be on offense, right, as flashy as he can be and, and you know, provide those spark types of plays, he only does he only has five shots, but he's over 500 from the uh, from the field, but he's filling in in other spots. He gets four boards, and um, he's also defending without fouling, too. He only had two fouls today, had his assist, uh, but he did have four turnovers, you know, on that part. But basically, for him to be, um, you know, I don't want to say the offensive player because he's more than that, but to be known as the guy who can get it going on offense and he only has five shots but he's still effective I think that says a lot because he's not yes. taking away from other guys when he's out there on the floor and it's it's more of a well uh well-roundedness uh, that we saw from McKinney tonight and we wanted to see him defer a little bit more get other yeah. guys involved and today you know four turnovers to one assist that's got to improve 29 minutes today in starting effort uh we want to see more from him but I like the four rebounds that was impressive for Mario McKinney so we'll just keep monitoring him as as the season goes along and uh yeah we'll keep it moving hey let's Let's take our first time out right now. Uh, if you want to weigh in on the show, now is the time to do it. Our telephone number, 915-505-6009. You're listening to Minor Talk, brought to you by the Oscar the Agency, right here on 600 ESPN El Paso. All right, welcome back. Minor Talk continues. Along with Sal Montes, I'm Adrian Bratis. UTEP defeats Louisiana Tech 60-55. to If you want to talk about it with us. We're available. Our telephone number, 915-505-6009. That's our telephone number to get into the program. We're also available at 600 ESPN El Paso on Twitter and our 600 ESPN El Paso free mobile app uh, as we continue. Let's keep it moving on Twitter. Pinky tweets the show. Great call by Taish and Steve. Great tweets. And how do we get a win with terrible free throw shooting? 
Got to clean up issues. Miners were so undisciplined in the last five minutes of the game, but a win is a win. Forget the last five minutes of the game, Pinky. That's ridiculous. You know, you're you're giving a stretch here. The last thirty, uh, excuse me, the last ninety seconds of the game, UTEP was undisciplined. They were in control in the final five minutes. I, I think what he means is that the last ninety seconds took more than five minutes. Okay, I like that. <laughs> yeah, it took like thirty no, minutes. Yeah, That's that, right. That was crazy, man. And it's funny because we were talking back here, like, all right, they're gonna wrap it up, you know, play some good defense, and and then, you know, it's off into it. You, you go to, uh, I don't know if you went to the restroom or to go get some, some tea, but you came back three minutes later, Ugh. like five seconds of game time had gone by. <laughs> I know, I know. Oh, my goodness, man. Uh, also checking in on Twitter, it's Talisha Bennett. Those missed free throws are costing some loss of confidence in the stands. Not to get off topic, but how did no one know, at least on Twitter sphere, that Jackson State's Goodell was Roger Goodell's nephew? Um, and we're switching it over to college football yeah. there. I didn't, you know, did you I didn't know that? that. I didn't know Goodell uh, had any sort of family member playing football, so I didn't know that. Me neither. Yeah, I don't know if you saw the uh, the video on Twitter, but yeah, that, that's pretty cool. Uh, Cesar Cubillo's checking in on the show. That win was like my ex girlfriend. Not pretty, but better than nothing, as Lo- as Nolan Richardson once <laughs> said. The only stat that matters is the win. Did they win? See you all at the next game next week. That's uh, coming from our pal Cesar Cubillos, who is hilarious. <laughs> oh, man, uh, that's hilarious. Um, also, Talisha Bennett saying she's going for a post-game treat at Dutch Bros. Okay. All right. Nice. All right. Uh, bring, the, bring the cold brew over here to the 600 ESPN El Paso uh, Lubin Ghost Oil Changer Studios. That would be awesome. Uh, Cesar Cubillos with another tweet. Oh, he's on fire. He's he's going off the top rope today. Notably different offense from La Tech with Kenneth Lofton no longer there. And more fouls called. If UTEP hits even 50% more of their free throws, it's a blowout. Um, that's coming from Cesar. Uh, this one, checking in. It's Adrian at Enemy Win 3 checking in on the show. A win is a win. 20 wins in a postseason tournament, and I'll be happy. Hashtag minor talk. You know what, uh, Adrian? I understand where you're coming from because when you're looking at this game, uh, you're you're also looking at UTEP just trying to right themselves in a better place. Look, they got blown out against NMSU. They got blown out against DePaul. And I'll be honest with you, despite UTEP playing so well at the start of this year, they had wins against NMSU, wins against the likes of uh, Texas A&M Corpus Christi. Alcorn State's turning out to be a good team um, right now. They had wins over all those teams. Yet UTEP's last two losses made you feel like, well, you know, what What are the larger problems around this team? But I feel like the larger problems were not necessarily what UTEP was doing wrong. I thought it was also having, having to do with the lack of continuity in their lineup. This was one of the first games, if not the only game all year long, that we saw UTEP at full strength. Otis Frazier back. Mario McKinney back, Malik Zachary back, Jonathan Dosanjo's playing full at full strength right now. Um, that's that's good for UTEP right here. They need to be at full strength going into this conference USA slate. And I, I like where UTEP's at right now is just being a full uh, hell at full health, full strength. That's where they need to be going into this stretch of the season. Yeah, and that's huge because you get guys back who haven't seen the floor in some time. Uh, other than practice, right, but translating practice into the game is um, is a, a odyssey in its own. But for guys to – you get 11 guys out there on the floor that are that are a big piece of what you're trying to do 
whenever you can get that continuity to start to um, to take place game after game, not just practice, but game after game, that can bode well. So maybe it was a little bit of rust on that part. It's no excuse. Don't don't get me wrong. But going forward, you hope that this um, this lineup here that they had going into tonight can continue throughout the season because if so, you see where they can get better at and what they're already doing well at this point. Uh, Shannon tweets the show with a uh, like a, a facepalm fa- emoji and just says, wow, hashtag minor talk. Uh, some frustrated fans, I get it. I mean, this one was one where fans had to um, be very patient with the victory, but, I mean, some fans are saying a win's a win. Other fans are just harping on some of the negatives when it comes to this UTEP team. So I get both sides. I'll just say this. Last two games, I felt like UTEP had no energy out of the half for whatever reason. You could chalk it up to a road game. You could chalk it up to two better teams that UTEP had to face in the last two weeks against NMSU and La Tech. But UTEP had no energy out of the second half of both of those games, I felt like. And in this game, the energy was at a high level coming out of the half. I really liked where UTEP was. Uh, At one point, they led by as much as 10 points in the second half. It's crazy, Sal. Get this stat. UTEP leads by 10 with three minutes to go. And then they they were what? It was a one-score game with 40 seconds to go? Like, I mean, come on, man. This was such a weird, weird game when it was all said and done. Um, Also want to mention... This Louisiana Tech team, uh, Kenneth Lofton was just brought up by Cesar Cubillos. That's a good point, yeah. Yeah, the, um, Louisiana Tech has a lot of guys back from last year's team. Isaiah Crawford, he's played UTEP, it feels like, for three years. And last year he was injured, so that didn't really count for him as far as a year of eligibility. Kobe Williams has been lighting it up for La Tech. Same with Keiston Willis. All those three guys were got in double figures somehow in this game, and they didn't shoot particularly well. But that Louisiana Tech team is going to be a force. When UTEP plays them again in Ruston, that is no easy victory right there. In fact, that could be a game that they drop uh, late in the season when it's all said and done. Yeah, and it, that trio of guards, right, that they have um, or you know, on the roster, Willis, Crawford and uh, and Williams, those are guys who can go off on any given night. So just like the Miners are trying to find you know that go to guy in offense, who I believe is Mario McKinney, um, it could be any of those guys any given night when it comes to Louisiana Tech. So. Both of these teams aren't going to be the same team that they were tonight uh, whenever they play each other the next time. That's for sure. No, I'm totally with you on that, Sal. And just looking ahead a little bit, I mean, next week we mentioned it. It's the West Star uh, Sun Bowl Invitational. It's North Carolina A&T that UTEP has first. And if they win that game, they play the winner of Kent State, New Mexico State on Thursday. If they lose, they play the loser of Kent State, New Mexico State on oh. Thursday. So I'll tell you this, Sal. Either way, they could be playing NMSU. I mean, if they win that first game on Wednesday, if they lose that first game, they could be playing the Aggies for a third time. I think that's what a lot of minor fans want. Well, wait, I'll flip it on you. What do you think? What do you think minor fans want? Would they rather face Kent State, who is one of, if not the best team out of all mid-major basketball right now? Or do you think UTEP fans would rather see uh, NMSU for a rubber match? I think they would rather see the Aggies for a rubber match. But me, personally, I would rather see Kent State because okay. you've already played the Aggies twice. It's just the rivalry factor with the Aggies, right? You, It's the rubber match. It's split down the middle. Who's going to claim uh, the throne for this year when it comes to it? Because as of now, it's split. But from a, just from a pure basketball fan standpoint, 
rivalry aside, I would say Kent State. That's one of the top or, or the premier programs um, in mid-majors when we look at it. So if you want to test yourself up against the best, why not get another game against one of the top um you know, mid-major schools in the country. You already played one of them twice, that being New Mexico State. What good is it going to do you a third time when you can, you know, see the likes of Kent State? I'm with you on that. Our telephone number, 505-6009. That's our telephone number, 915-505-6009. To go off more with the golden flashes of Kent State, this year they are 7-3 and three on the year so far. They have wins against the likes of Portland, who is a top 100 team in the net rating. They have wins over South Dakota State, who's a top 200 team in the net rating. And Cleveland State, uh, just most recently, 67-58. So not your marquee teams, albeit. Uh, they've lost to Houston. That was a five-point loss, 49-44. Um, that's a pretty good loss right there. And then yeah. they lost to Gonzaga uh, 73-66, so also a close game right there. So I, I like those two games right there for Kent State. Uh, I guess we haven't necessarily seen them play a team who's kind of on their level until NMSU. That's really going to be their first matchup yeah. with a team who is really on their level uh, in terms of you know talent-wise. So that's going to be interesting yeah. to see. And, and you know what? I wouldn't be surprised if Ken Sweeney, uh, you know, every Everybody else, all the the college basketball purists, are tuned into that game. It, it could be one of the best games in all of college basketball that night. Yeah, I'm with you on that one, Sal. It, it definitely could be. Uh, let's go to the phones right now. Nine one five five zero five six zero zero nine. We got two lines available if you want to chime in on some UTEP hoops. Louis is next on the phone lines. Louis, good evening. What's going on? How's it going, guys? Louis, we're hanging in. We're doing fine. How about yourself? I'm doing well, thank you. Hey, so. You know, uh, just got back from the game. Um, of course, everybody's stating the obvious on the free throws. Horrendous. Um, yeah. But one of the other things that I noticed as well, you know, we got some good size in our team. And we got guys asking for the ball down low. But Louisiana Tech was doubly down low because we we don't have any perimeter shooters. So, you know, that's another thing that we need because we got size in the middle. We, if we had some perimeter shooters, that would open up the inside and give the ball to these guys, and they can feast all day. You know? they, they're really um, clogging the interiors. This is not the yeah. first team who's done this. I felt like DePaul did the same thing. I felt like NMSU did the same thing as well. They are clogging the inside. They are forcing the outside shot, and we see this uh, predominantly with teams who like to go zone. Yeah, exactly. And, well, you know, because we really don't have any shooters. Right. Uh, you know, so they clog the inside. Um, and then, you know, once these guys get it on the inside, they they put the ball down and then they go back up, you know. Keep the ball up. You know, you've got a better shot of making that high percent shot than putting it down on the floor where you get the little guards to come in and get it. I also think the I also think another key, Louis, is it goes back to maybe like three years ago when they had Bryson Williams. It's just kind of like head down, drive to the hoop, and get get a foul. However, this team can't make free throws. So my my instinct yeah. is just get the call. I mean, go out there and try to draw, initiate contact, draw a foul. The only problem is this team can't make free throws. No, they can't. And my son and I went to the game, and. Um, uh, by the way, I want to give a shout out to my my three boys, Joshua, Julian, and Andrew. We're all diehard UTEP fans, so I want to give a shout out to them. Love them, kids. Great kids. Love them. 
But anyway, hey, I'll shout out your kids. Time. That's awesome. I, hey, we need more young UTEP fans. So I, I get you. Good stuff. Uh, my boys, uh, my, my, one of my boys lives in Dallas, and he watches all the UTEP games up there. Nice. So my boys down here, we watch all the games. We, we go to all the games down here. So, you know, we're constantly going. And I told my son, geez, a couple more minutes, we probably would have lost this game. He goes, are you kidding me? He goes, probably one more minute, we probably would have lost this game. Because <laughs> oh, we're, we couldn't make the free throws. Yeah. You know? And they were just playing that, hey, they're not making the free throws. Let's just keep, you know, and then UTEP was fouling them. Where was the press? There was no press. Full court press. Why weren't we doing that? You know, so it, it's just a number of things. I'm glad we won, though. I love Coach Golding. He's great. Uh, but these guys got to get on it, man. I mean, they got to get on those free throws. I mean, the yeah. defense is great. Every, you know, they play great defense, you know, and everything. But, you know, what we really need is those free throws, and we need some perimeter shooting in that game. Yeah, and and I'm totally with you. Free throws, perimeter shooting. Look, UTEP right now, it's not easy. It's not hard to find out where uh, they have problems at and, and what areas specifically uh, UTEP ha- you know is a little weak at right now, Louie. And I appreciate the phone call. Thanks for weighing in. And I and big shout-out to all your sons who, who also are big UTEP fans as well. Um, when it comes to UTEP right now, they are in the bottom – 10 in the country in three-point percentage. They are in the bottom three in free throw percentage right now. That's where they stand. Not in Conference USA, not bottom three or bottom five of Conference USA. No, bottom five of the entire country in college basketball. Let's keep the phones moving. It's one of our favorite callers. It's Jessen who's joining us next on the show. We just freed up a phone line right now. Our telephone number, 915-505-6009. That's the telephone number to get into the show. Jessen, good evening. What's going on? What's up? What's up, Justin? How are you doing? I'm doing good. Just got back from the game, and, man, what is going on with that team? Well, you know what? They won, Justin, so that's that's a positive right there. UTEP was able to win despite not hitting a free throw. I mean, they, they simply couldn't make a free throw. Could you, if they put you out there, Justin, could you make some of those free throws? Well, for sure. Uh, it's it's not hard, but, I mean, they, they just got to make them. That's yeah, that's just going to kill them. Like, if they go up against a better team, they cannot do the same thing. Justin, you're a young fan. You understand what it means to win some of these close games right now. Uh, let, let me ask you this. We've asked you this several times on the show. Who are some of your favorite players on this team right now and why? Oh, Mario McKenney. He is really good, really athletic, and he, he can make some free throws. He's one of the best free throw shooters, but... Today, he didn't make as much. Um, Tay Hardy is pretty good, too. He's, he's also pretty athletic, and he can he can shoot threes, but that's just another thing. They can't make threes either. No, they can't. They can't, Justin. Uh, but this team, oh, so what do you think? Do you still do you still believe in this team? What, what do you like from this team? Because I'm getting a lot of negative parts from you. I, I want to hear what you like from this team. Yeah, their defense is really good. You're a smart basketball uh, mind, Justin. I appreciate your phone call. Thanks for weighing in on the show. Thank you. All right. You have a good night, Justin. Great to talk to you. Let's keep it moving. Let's go to Greg, who's next on the phone lines. Our telephone number, 915-505-6009. That's a telephone number to get into the show. Again, that's 915-505-6009. Greg, good evening. What's going on? Hey, good evening. Happy holidays to everybody. Hey, happy holidays hey. to you, Greg. Good to talk uh, to you. Hey, hey, ha- Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. 
Absolutely. Hey, so my wife and I were at the game tonight. It was like, what the heck is happening here? I mean, what, watching the, the, the minor lead, uh, you know, go down, collapse towards the end. I mean, missed free throws, as, as we keep hearing all night long, the shots. But you know what? This young, scrappy team, and uh, I think uh, Coach Golding needs to, you know, pass out more Snickers to everybody and just kind of get, get to work a little more. But, uh, no, hey, the Miners win. That's good. It's a great start for the holidays. But, no, speaking of Kent State, and I think I, I called in earlier, you, you might recall, uh, Brother Adrian, but um, back in, in 99, I was uh, my first year as a, as a volunteer for the, the basketball committee. I've served over, like, 30-plus years as a volunteer with the Sumble Association with a parade which is one of, one of the, the best, uh, coolest events that I've ever been at, as a division chair, the media host, and the basketball committee. I did like 10 years with the basketball committee. In 99, I got to host Kent State when they came here. And there were a bunch of sophomore-laden kids. Uh, Gary Waters was the, the basketball coach. And he, he was, uh, I guess, the, uh, he was the head coach. He was the assistant with Eastern Michigan a couple years prior when they came out here, that's one reason this, this, the Sun Bowl basketball tournament is successful because a lot of these coaches, you know, they're either they're, they come in as an assistant and when they become, you know, get a, a head coach job, they say, you know what? Yeah, yeah, I'll come down to El Paso. And that, that's, you know, Sun Bowl committee does a great, great job with that. But I remember UTEP was in the championship game against Kent State, and these are all a bunch of sophomores. And UTEP was up, I remember, went up to a big lead, 14 0, you know, to start the game. and you know, throughout the game, uh, Kent State came roaring back and ended up winning the tournament. Two years later, Kent State's like in the, I think, the final four, or they were close to making the final four in the tournament. So Kent State, the Mid-American Conference, they're always tough, no matter who you play. Those, they, I don't know what's in the water up there, but they're always tough. So, yeah, Kent State's always good. So it'll be interesting to see whether UTEP plays that rubber match with the Aggies or uh, Kent State. It sounds like a win-win, Greg, because uh, all the history that Kent State brings to the Sun Bowl, Invitational, and like you're mentioning right now, uh, possibly rubber match against NMSU. It seems like a win-win situation no matter who UTEP plays next week. Mm-hmm. And, uh, either way, UTEP has to really be up for the, for the, for the test. I mean, you got to make the free throws. Oh. you gotta, you got to play smart and, um, yeah, just uh, – you know, protect the lead, and yeah, just you know, and and again, so it's it, it was a very very interesting the fact that uh, like you guys said, this is the start of conference play. For, as John Tasha was saying, first time in like seventy years that we're starting the yeah. like, conference play like in December. So That's you know, right. it, it, it's good. And you all remember that big kid Lofton? I guess what he went to the NBA. Yeah, he's killing it right now. He's killing it, absolutely killing it with Memphis. So anyway, hey guys, just I just want to chime in a little bit. Hey, y'all guys are doing a great job. Uh, keep it up, uh, and uh, yeah, w- once again, uh, happy holidays, Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, and uh, yeah, I'll I'll, I'll um, jump off here so I can continue listening to your great show. Hey, we always appreciate your call, Greg. You're the man. Always appreciate it. Let's keep it moving. Let's keep going. It's Kingsley Onyema joining us next on the phone lines. We got two lines available, 915-505-6009. This Buffalo-Miami game is heating up right now in some uh, rare NFL action on a Saturday evening. It's crazy. And really quickly before we get to the lines, uh, Josh Allen, just you saw that. Oh, man, incredible. Dove in for a two-point conversion. It's a tie 29-29 game. With nine minutes to go in this contest, and uh, 
Yeah, it's a blizzard out there in Buffalo right now. The snow has definitely started to come down, so I love yeah, it. Yeah, and, and Allen's doing really good. You know, he's almost as good as uh, the top quarterback in the league, Jared Goff. Mm, Go Lions. Okay, all right. I'm all in, baby. All right, I had to get it in. You and your Lions. I love it. Let's keep moving. Let's go to Kingsley Onyema. Kingsley, good evening. What's going on? Hey, good evening, Adrian. How are you? Kingsley, we're doing great. Are you going to be in here for the holidays in El Paso, or uh, maybe next year? Maybe hey. we'll, maybe we'll see you New Year's. <laughs> hey, I wish, I wish, I, I wish I would. But um, listen, I'm not going to be there, but I'll be there in spirit. You know what? Why, why am I asking? You're you're a hardworking man, Kingsley. We understand you're you're a busy person, and uh, in fact, you you get a chance to co- whenever you get a chance to come to El Paso, you'll always take it. So I understand. No worries. What do you think of this game? Thank you. Thank you, thank you, Adrian. Look, this game—I mean, first of all, we are—we are very lucky to come out with um, with victory, to come out with a win today. Because towards the end, to be honest with you, I got nervous. Um, it kind of reminded me of the uh, the uh, Jim Forbes classic sure. moments with um, with uh, our Corn State and um, the other colleagues that we played at the last at two overtime. So I was praying this game should not go overtime, and I'm glad that minus. Talk their ground defensively. That defense, of course, everyone says defense wins games. The defense today was so was solid. To be honest with you, I, I like it. I like what I saw there. Um, the only thing I would like to uh, express, I heard the caller from the first caller talking. Um, yeah, he wanted. He doesn't want Zarek to start. I don't. You know what? Yeah, he must have. Yeah, your son yeah. must have done something to him. I don't know what happened yeah, there, Kingsley. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Honestly, Adrian, I don't know what it is. But the thing is, that maybe he needs to go to the practice. He needs to go and watch him in practice. Um, it's okay to say or you know criticize players, but don't criticize. The coaches. Uh, if you trust, just trust the coach. Trust the trust the instincts of the coaches and move on. Um, I'm Zarek, Before the game today, he got, he texted me. He made about. He said he almost made almost. A, he 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 put about about nine hundred to a thousand shots today, and he only missed a few. But then when it comes to the game, I think the moment the 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 adrenaline that kicks in, that is why it's always good. I tell him, hey, practice free throws, not just. After your body has calmed down, but go to the line at the heat of the moment because your body is still tense. Your adrenaline is rushing. Now that's when you get used to it at that moment. So you can't be missing it in game during games. So he's uh, he's getting at it. He's, if I if I will share some of the pictures that he's showing, the strip. I mean the, the picture of his uh, uh, free throws, free throw percentage in practice. It's overwhelming. They're all doing very well during practice, but then when it comes to the game. It's kind of like a different mind, a different um, um, output. So no, I, and I real, real quick, I don't mean to cut you off, Kingsley. I just want to, I want to reiterate because you're somebody who's getting this secondhand, but I'm seeing, I'm somebody who's watching this firsthand. They're making free throws in practices. They're making three pointers in practices. This is happening in practice right now, and fans won't believe us when we tell people that they are making these shots when they're practicing during the week. But when the lights are on, when the crowd is full, when they're on the road or when they're at home, for some reason they cannot hit three-pointers and they cannot hit free throws. It's not just Zarek. It's a lot of these guys on this team. And it's not just one player who's actually doing better than the other because I feel like everybody has their own issues when it comes to you know making some of these shots uh, down the line. So, yeah. Kingsley, I, I would just yeah. say this. I, I think that this is probably one of the biggest things um, that, that we have to remember, we have to constantly 
constantly remind ourselves about this team. This team is still trying to find cohesion. It's still trying to find the right. team chemistry when they play on the court with right. each other, whether it's Zarek, right. Kevin Kalu, whether yeah. it's Calvin Solomon, or Derek Hamilton. They just need more minutes on the floor together so they could uh, feel yeah. more accustomed with each other and feel better about playing with each other in Conference USA play. I agree with you, Adrian. The next thing is, my, 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 my final point is getting the ball to the bigs down low. They need to do that, okay? I mean, and you notice when, when, when you pass the ball to the bigs, that opens up the shooters. Even if it's perimeter, it will open them up so that Zarek can kick the ball if they have to double, even if it's Kevin or, Cal, or, or, or Zarek. They, when they double-team him, they kick out the ball to the shooters who can easily either make a, a, free, a jump shot or drive to the basket and get fouled. So, I mean, uh, you can, you can, I can count how, many, how much time they, get, they pass the ball to the bigs. So um, I, that's one of the areas that I see that they need to improve because they, what's the need of the bigs if you're not going to feed the big the ball in the, in the perimeter, when they, especially when they are on the paint? So that is my own take. I think they need to, like you said, they are getting to know each other more, and I hope they improve on that So um, because when, when the ball is shared, I, I think they will, they will be very difficult to beat, to be honest with you. I'm with you there, Kingsley. I'm with you. Hey, great phone call. I appreciate the phone call. You have a great evening, and tell the whole family we say hi, okay? Thank you. Thank you. you said likewise to you and, and Sal. All right. Appreciate it, Kingsley. Hey, I want to get your take on something that he just mentioned right yeah. there, Sal, uh, because he brings up some really good points, ta- especially talking about the bigs feeding it inside. It's kind of damned if you do, damned if you don't, right? Because we just talked about it with a couple callers saying that, Inside, when it comes to zone defense, hard to feed the bigs inside because of how much uh, the defenses clog up the paint. And there's a lot of hands inside. You're getting a a pass tipped or whatever, and maybe you still get it to the bigs, but that's where it gets a little dicey. I I don't know if I trust some of the bigs. I'm not talking about any specific, but I don't know if I trust some of the bigs if the defense is collapsing inside the paint and not allowing those. But to Kingsley's point, if you feed it inside, if you try to work it inside yeah. and you have somebody like Zarek or have somebody like Calvin, two very capable passers, dish it back outside, maybe that's a solution to UTEP getting more open looks and getting some of those cleaner shots off from the perimeter. Maybe that's how UTEP becomes a better three-point shooting team down the line. Possibly so, and I think it comes with ball movement as well. But yep. How how can you move the ball when the defense is all over the place and, and they're playing those passing lanes effectively? Yeah. It, it, and that's a big part of it, right? Because if you make these passes and you're turning it over or it's going out of bounds because the defense is able to get a get a hand on it, it kind of deflates that, you know, that that ambition to try and make that happen. However, I do think they can work those types of passes more. Guys can move around a bit more to get open, you know, fight for the ball, fight for position uh, for the ball as well. It's not so much just, hey, I'm going to pass it because you're going to be here. No, I think they got to have that intent, but they do got to work on it because they've struggled with uh, not only the press, but as you just mentioned, the zone um, pretty much all year. So that's something that they got to figure out too. It seems like every uh, team that we see under Joe Golding, well, in the past two years, struggles when it comes to zone defense, struggles when it comes to full court press. Uh, so, yeah, that's something they've got to adjust to and get better at. Uh, Pinky really likes Kingsley Onyema's call. He says, <laughs> you tell him, Kingsley. Hashtag minor talk. I think Kingsley's a very popular caller on our show, and I think a lot of people really like when he calls in. Um, also, let's get over to uh, 915 Sun City. 
Don't understand the love Golding has for Shamar Givens. The best thing happened was that he didn't play many minutes in the last seven minutes of the game. I don't trust his decision making. That's coming from 915 Sun City against Shamar Givens. Do you trust Shamar Givens' uh, you know, decision making? Uh, I Here's what I think. and I don't want to say yes or no because if – these guys can be out on the floor. There's two guys who I trust with the basketball because they're they're going to be the leaders on the offense, that being Tay Hardy and then also Mario McKinney. Okay. As long as one of those two is directing things, I feel comfortable. Um, but, but, I mean, Shamar is a dog, too. I mean, you might not trust his decision-making on offense, but on defense, you can trust that he's going to give 110%, fight for those loose balls. Hell, even on offense, if he doesn't have the ball, uh, you, know, you know, and it's – out there and it's a loose ball he's gonna fight for that too so you trust the effort I don't know if you want to go decision making or not I'm I'm not gonna say yes or no because if Hardy and um and McKinney can be out there that's who I want to have the ball near the end of the game Shamar had a good stat line six points six rebounds six assists five fouls two turnovers two steals 24 minutes of action. So that's a Shamar Givens stat line today. Uh, But like uh, 915 Sun City says, you know, Shamar did not necessarily play a lot of minutes throughout that final stretch, mostly because he was in foul trouble. So uh, there you go. Let's go to another tweet. This coming from Joe Chacon. I would love to have seen what Coach Haskins would have said about the free throw issues of this team. I guarantee he would have fixed it by now. Missing freebies is going to cost us at some point. On a positive, it's nice to see they are defending the Don. Now make it easier by cashing in on the free points. Hashtag repping from Colorado now. Hashtag just had another trip around the sun this past Wednesday. All right. Happy birthday. Uh, Hashtag minor ink crew. Hashtag Zane is the next OG. Hashtag freezing up here. Send tamales from Lupitas, please. Oh, man. And then here we go. Here's the next one. On a side note, Cowboys win tomorrow. Cowboy ink crew. Goff, really, Sal? Sal has a lion, but not but not of his team. Hashtag just saying. Hashtag weed and boys. Hold on. What I, I got to see this, man. Dude, Joe Chacon. Always coming in clutch. Like we're always we're always waiting for Joe Chacon to have a slow day on Twitter, and he's always coming at a 10, you know? Hey, man, I'm just saying. Goff. Mix those two words, go off. I like it. All right. There you go. Best quarterback in NFL history. There you go. Okay, <laughs> from Sal's words right here on 600 ESPN El Paso. Okay, I got you. Um, Joe Chacon, appreciate your tweets here on the show. You know what we're going to do? We're going to take a final timeout. If anybody wants to weigh in, 915-505-6009. Next up, we've got our awards to give out. First off, our hot hand of the game presented by Wind Supply El Paso and then our player of the game. Thanks to Keats Manufacturing Company. You're listening to Minor Talk brought to you by the Oscar Arieta Agency right here on 600 ESPN El Paso. All right, welcome back. It's the final segment here of Minor Talk. If you're listening to us, what are you doing? Turn it on to NFL Network. Or actually, better yet, put us on speaker. Throw on the NFL Network because this uh, Bills-Dolphins game is bizarre. It is wild. Buffalo uh, driving down to the Miami 35 trying to get a field goal off or something, a score to win this game. Uh, But, yeah, just a wild game back and forth. Miami was up 29-20 at one point or 29-21 at one point in this game. And uh, Buffalo has willed their way back to tie it up.
And, uh, yeah, great NFL action. But we're talking college hoops. We're talking UTEP basketball. They beat Louisiana Tech 60-55. to And uh, let's keep it moving right now. If you want to weigh in on Twitter, it's 600 ESPN El Paso on Twitter. If you want to weigh in on the phones, it's just 915-505-6009. That's our telephone number to get into the show. That's 915-505-6009. Pinky says, these minor basketball players are not young. Transfers. I didn't say they were not, they were young. I said they have not played with each other. It's a young season so far. They have not played with each other. Yeah, they're experienced veterans, but if you meet somebody for the first time just five months ago, it's going to take some time to develop that kind of chemistry uh, with your current players. So that's how I would defend that that subject right there, Pinky. Um, also want to mention this, Carlos Lemus, uh, really like what he brought to the table today. Eight points today off the bench. He also totaled three rebounds. Uh, he He's a pretty sharp player. I really like what he brings to the table. And at times, you're going to get some uh, questionable decision-making from him. Um, speaking of decision-making. And then at other times, you're getting a, a shooter. Like, you want to tell me who who could be one of the better shooters for UTEP off the bench? Yeah. Maybe it's Carlos Lemos uh, who helped UTEP out. Um, another note, Jamari Sibley, is he fading? Like, only plays six minutes today, Sal. Jamari Sibley was a leader. Well, was looked to as possibly a leader on this team before the season started, and uh, only gets six minutes today off the bench. And and you know what? And and I'm not going to knock anybody for sure. uh, But what I could bring up, just my own opinion here, is I think the the leader part was really more so just, hey, you're somebody who was on the team last year, and you're and you're returning this year. That might be why people looked at him uh, to be a leader. And he does some some solid things in practice. But as, as far as the gameplay goes. We just haven't really seen much of him uh, this year, and it's it's unfortunate because you did expect him at least in this point to to be producing a bit more. But it's as you said just right now, it's still a young season, plenty of room for him to uh, to knock some shots down. Now I will say this: they did change their philosophy on their starting lineup, like you mentioned, yeah. Sal Mario McKinney as uh, as one of the starters in the backcourt. They went small. They went Shamar Givens, Mario McKinney, and Tay Hardy in the backcourt, and then they ran with Calvin Sol. And Zarek Onyema. I like the lineup because we've seen all across Conference USA a guard he- guard heavy lineups across the board. So yeah. if UTEP wants to keep up with some of these more athletic, maybe smaller teams who like to throw more guards out there, why not flex out you know three guards and throw in Calvin Solomon, who's a nice stretch four, and then Zarek Onyema, your true center. I like the lineup right there. I like the change of philosophy. I don't necessarily think that having a big at the three spot helps you. I think you can move forward like this with a smaller lineup, and I think your sixth man right now is Otis Frazier, just as it stands. And you know what, too? Uh, although we did see the lineup uh, shape up the way it did today, we could see it shape up a lot more throughout the year, depending on what those matchups are going to be. Because Coach Golding is somebody who who studies intensely, profusely, with with every ounce of uh, of energy that he has uh, for the next game. So whatever film is out there and whatever he thinks uh, the lineup is going to be that gives them the best chance to win, it's going to put out there. And it doesn't matter if it's the same lineup as it was against Louisiana Tech or Alcorn State. If if you're doing well in practice and it fits that mold, you're going to be out there. No, that's right. That's exactly right. I feel like, um, look, right now, the way that you look at it, Zarek Onyema, who's spelling him? It's Kevin Kalu. If it's... Uh Calvin Solomon out there, who's coming off the bench for him? Jonathan Dos Anjos. If it's uh, uh, Mario McKinney or Tay Hardy or Shamar Givens, who's coming off the bench? Well, you're probably getting 
Carlos Lemus. You're probably getting Otis Frazier. Where does Jamari Sibley fit in that group? I don't know. I That's the tough part. I think Jamari Sibley fits in a little bit more as a four, like that stretch four. So that's something to kind of follow as the season goes on. Where will he get his minutes from? What spot will he try to pick from? I know he was in betweener, and the coaches asked uh, you know Jamari Sibley to do a lot this past year. But still, you have to hold him to a high standard knowing he is one of U, uh, UTEP's returning players from last year, and they need all the production they can from him uh, as a veteran player with this team. So that's just something to, to keep in mind moving forward. Hey, let's give out our awards here on the show today, and then we're going to wrap things up here on the show. First off, let's go with our hot hand of the game. This brought to you by Wind Supply El Paso. Wind Supply El Paso reminds you that you could stay on schedule with Wind Supply El Paso if you're looking for air conditioner parts, if you're looking for a heater in here in El Paso. Choose Wind Supply El Paso. They have uh, 50 years of service and choose a trustworthy HVAC system supplier here in El Paso like Wind Supply El Paso. By going to windsupplyelpaso.com, our Wind Supply El Paso hot hand of the game Carlos Lemus coming off the bench, pouring in eight points and uh, really helping out the Miners when they needed it the most. Carlos Lemus earning a hot hand award here on Miner Talk. Now, as far as player of the game, let's give it to Tay Hardy. 15 points in this one. Yes, he fouled out. Yes, he had four turnovers, but he helped the Miners on defense with three steals and 30 minutes of action. He was UTEP's most efficient player at at plus five in terms of efficiency, and in this one, he led the Miners with 15 points on six of 12 shooting from the field. Tay Hardy becoming our player of the game again, and that's brought to you by Keats Southwest. Uh, they are leading the industry in precision metal stamping since 1958. To learn more, go to KeatsMFG.com. As we turn the page, look over to next week. It's a Wednesday tip-off, 7:15 start. North Carolina A&T to get things started for the West Star uh, Don Haskins Sun Bowl Invitational. That's coming up Wednesday. If UTEP wins, they play the winner of New Mexico State versus Kent State. If they lose, they play the loser on Thursday. So uh, until then, we'll be right back at it. For Sal Montes, I'm Adrian Broadus saying so long, and thanks for listening to Minor Talk, presented by the Oscar Adieta Agency, right here on 600 ESPN El Paso.